For Nerds by Nerds Production. Hello, nerdos, and welcome back to another bone-chilling episode of the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and joining me today, once again, is Lance from the Comic Book Keepers Podcast. Hi, buddy. Hey, what's going on? Oh, so much. It's spooky season, and we love it. Yes, I... Oh, this is my favorite season. It's the best. It must be weird for you. Do you really get a fall where you live? Or is it just kind of 75 all the time? It's it's, it's like warm right now. Yeah. California <laughs> just went through like a heat wave, like a record setting heat wave. <laughs> so it does not feel like fall whatsoever right now. But I'm hopeful, hopefully it cools off because like you gotta, you gotta have it start to cool down, get a little hot chocolate going, <laughs> watch just some scary fun. movies. Always watch scary movies. It's 49 degrees currently where I live. Yes. See, to me, that's winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was a little, I had to put a hoodie on today. It was a little chilly. <laughs> but yeah, we're not here to talk about winter. We're here to talk about fall <laughs> because it's Halloween time and we are, we're going to review another retro review, this time of a TV show. If you're from me and Lance's generation of kids, you probably grew up watching Boy Meets World. It's, it was, it's a coming of age story of a young man named, Corey Matthews and his best friend Sean and and Corey's girlfriend Topanga. But one of their best episodes is like a scream slasher parody uh, entitled And Then There Was Sean. If you want to watch it, it's season five, episode 17. This is streaming on Disney Plus, so you need to find it. Um, And yeah, it is friggin' hilarious and amazing. so good when you when you reached out and were like hey do you want to come on and and we'll we'll cover something and you gave me free reign to choose anything every time it's this season immediately my brain goes back to this episode this was just something i would watch yearly when it would come on during october just because it's so funny and at the same time there's some parts when i was a kid i was like whoa i'm surprised that just happened (laughs) yeah yes yeah there are a couple of parts where i was like oh wow yeah i forgot they did that in this like g-rated kid show (laughs) they got away with a lot yeah i geeked out so hard when you said that this is what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. because i had just been thinking about this episode like three days earlier and (laughs) i was at work i was like fuck yeah (laughs) I i would be lying if i said that uh the songs from this episode did not do not pop into my head like on a daily <laughs> basis like here's a knife here's a gun they'll be fun <laughs> for everyone and then i kind of worry about myself that those pop into my head routinely day to day so that might be something i need to look into i haven't seen this episode since i was like i don't know maybe like 14 or 15 and things would pop in my head like right before they happened. Like I yeah. had completely forgot about the janitor. Yes. But then when I heard the squeak, I was like, oh yeah, the creepy janitor. <laughs> that's that's the thing that happens all the time. I was listening to, uh, or like a music video or something popped up on my TV the other day. And I was like, wow, I haven't heard the song in a long time. And and like, I completely pushed it aside in my brain for probably like 20 years. And then as soon as it was about to say the lyrics, I like knew all the lyrics. Yeah. It's like, that is so weird. Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> exactly, it's just bullcrap, a selective memory. I can remember all 151 Pokemon, but I can't remember the stuff I needed to for school. Freaking kidding me. It is totally true. Like, I, was, I saw the periodic table 
the other day. <laughs> How the nope. fuck do people remember all of that? No, and then yeah, not. but I know I know probably forty Digimon's. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. The but funny yeah. thing is, is half of those Digimon names are named after like periodic tables. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But yeah, for a little context uh, about this episode, this episode, I mean, we can spoil it. It's 20. Yeah, if if you haven't seen this (laughs) at this point, like pause, go watch it on Disney Plus, then come back. Yeah, Uh, it's a dream. Like, it's just a dream that we'll get into what happens in this like slasher movie dream for a kid show. But for some context at this point in the series, if you haven't watched it before, Corey and Topanga are broken up. That's a big Big sticking point of this episode. Corey had kissed another girl, played by Linda Cardellini. You might know her as Hawkeye's wife or Velma from Scooby-Doo. And yeah, Sean's very upset that, that his best friend and his girlfriend aren't together anymore. But a little, I found out two fun things that I think uh, will blow Lance's mind. I'll do one now, and then I'll do one when we're done talking about the episode. We'll bookend it. Yeah. This is a Halloween episode. Yes. When do you think this episode aired? Oh, I so I I didn't say on Disney Plus that it dropped in like November, February. What? February twenty seventh of nineteen ninety eight. They they had their uh, months off. Why wouldn't this be in October? <laughs> well, let's look at it this way: if you were on a Valentine's Day date and you were watching Boy Meets World, and it gets a little scary, there you go. There's your cuddle moment for That's the true. Valentine's Day date. But yeah, but that's super this, random. It's episode 17. So this show was definitely on <laughs> in October. It could yes. have had a Halloween episode. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. It's Boy Meets World. Corey ends up with Topanga. Nothing makes sense in this world. I was, and uh, that answers my question, because when it started, I was expecting like, hey, because this happened a lot back in the 90s, a horror remix of the theme song. <laughs> Yeah. And there wasn't one, and I was like, that's weird for a Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's get into this. They're, they're, they start off in class, as always. Yep. Sean has also just started dating Angela, who will be his girlfriend for the rest of the series. And Corey makes Sean sit in between him and Topanga uh, as like a barrier, so they, he will be less sad. He needs, he needs a, a, a love buffer. <laughs> there is a new I don't know he's not new as in new to this class but he's a kid we've never seen before named Kenny <laughs> asked Topanga to borrow her giant pencil and Sean lunges from his seat <laughs> <laughs> and just aggressively is like that ain't happening on my watch like <laughs> I know they're what getting you're... back together <laughs> don't use that euphemism with Topanga we know what you want when you're asking for a pencil so then uh, then what happens Feeny comes in. Yeah, Feeny gets upset because they're disrupting class. And I'll, let, I'll let you lead this. You, you brought this to us. I'll yeah. Go for yeah. it. So uh, Feeny then makes Corey sit on one side of the room, Topanga sit on the other. Sean is upset about it because he's like, you're making the gap bigger between them. We need to be bringing them <laughs> together. Because this whole episode is Sean is like trying to explain to both of them how big a mistake this is and that they need to be together. And uh, there's... Sean basically mouths off to Feeny a little bit more. And then Feeny's like, okay, if there is one more interruption, you're all getting detention. 
And then at that moment, we get the creepy janitor. (laughs) Really needs to get some WD forty on this on this cart that he's pushing, and then he just like wheels into the room, stares at anybody, everybody, shoves it through the door, (laughs) like shoves the door open with this cart. And he's he looks like he's never seen sunlight ever in his life, and then Feeny's like, "Oh, that's enough," and then gives everyone detention. Did you notice how many desks are in this classroom? Yeah, there's like 20 kids and then it's down to just the seven of them. <laughs> there's like, there. I'm not kidding. I think there's only 12 seats in the class. I think I think it's three rows back and I think it's four to the side. I think, I legitimately think there's only 12 seats in this classroom, which is hilarious. Yes. But yeah. I mean, not all of those kids get detention. No, exactly. All we <laughs> get is Corey, Topanga, Sean, Angela, and then Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> the creepy janitor also points <laughs> at every single person, like waves his hand like you're all gonna die. <laughs> Did you notice the janitor's name? Fred. Freddie. Yeah. yeah. So we get we we get homages basically to all these classic uh uh slasher franchises. So obviously Freddie, referencing Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. And I get we'll point out others as we go along because there's a major one that happens <laughs> in the episode that includes a, a surprise cameo from a celebrity. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, then what? The Feeney locks them in detention. Yeah, He's like Feeney. I don't have to stay here. Like this is my bro. Uh huh. And so they they start like talking to one another. Sean wants to go get a cheese product. Realizes <laughs> that it is uh it's locked, and so they can't get out. And then the janitor pops back up. Yeah, the janitor's like he shows the fact that he has keys, and then like smiles at them, puts them down, and just leaves. Creepiest smile ever. (laughs) What do they? What do they call him? They call him giggles. Giggles. Yeah, Sean calls him giggles. And then the what did what's it say? There's like the the oh yeah, the the map map goes up and there's blood on the chalkboard (laughs) exactly so the map like flies up and it says no one gets out alive written in blood (laughs) this is an abc (laughs) rated g this and one other episode are the only two episodes that are rated like pgv for like Mm. violence and yeah i think the other one might be the one where they drink yeah i think the next episode (laughs) Which is crazy. There's one like about Sean and a cult. So yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that that's wild. There's some there's some crazy episodes of Boymates World. They get away with a lot. And so at this point, they they're like arguing back and forth about about a couple things. And then it's because oh, Eric doesn't show up yet, do they? Oh, because they keep saying like that Kenny's gonna die. Like Sean keeps t- saying <laughs> Kenny's gonna be the first one to die. I love that part when he's like, well, why would, why would it be me? And Corey's like, well, it wouldn't be any of us. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, right. And so do do Eric and Jack show up before or after Kenny dies? Uh, right before. They right show before. up and then he dies. Yeah, right. So they have like dramatic music playing. Someone's at the door and they don't know who it is. And then Eric opens the door and he's like, <laughs> which yeah. is... The second South Park reference that we get in the episode. and But not the last, folks. But not the last. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> the, this must have, I guarantee this came out when like South Park was at like the peak of popularity. Yeah. 
Like it's yeah, it fits timeline wise. It's it's oh yeah, it's right there. It is of the time. Mm-hmm. Dated so reference, right? Even so though South Park's still on. Uh huh. Exactly. It's still going. So we have Eric and Jack are there now. They're all talking, and then Sean brings up again that Kenny's going to be the first one to die, and Kenny is not a fan of that. Uh, and then the lights go out because we see a gloved hand turn off the lights, and then as the lights come back on, we see Kenny. With a pencil piercing through his head, Topanga's giant pencil. <laughs> with with Topanga's giant pencil, and now there is a mark on the wall as he falls down the wall, which so intense for a kid show, right? I can't believe they got away with literally impaling someone's head. That's fucking insane. <laughs> one of, and one of my favorite lines from the entire episode is that Corey like points at the mark on the wall and says, like, we'll always remember he was this tall. <laughs> but it's like so much shorter just because he got it like through the middle of his forehead. <laughs> from there, they run out into the hallway. Yep. And, um, and we get the first song. Yep. Very creepy old timey songs play over mm. the intercom while the lights flicker. Yeah, it's like what was it? It's like Welcome to John Adams High, where you are gonna die, and then it says something. There's like a second half to it. Yeah, it's exactly how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget the second part of it. Sean starts talking about like the cliches of horror movies and it's like now we're going to see like there's going to be a figure that none of us are going to see and then they turn <laughs> one direction and then it comes in front of the sc- the the masked figure comes in front of the screen and like runs to the side. Yeah, he basically looks like Ghostface but he has a skull instead yeah. of whatever Ghostface the ghost. Mhm. So we get we it's get scary. our yeah, so so there's our our scream reference or one of our scream references that we're going to get during this. See, and then, so they're out in the hallway. Sean says everything's going to be locked up. And so they all start running around and realize that it's true because, like, all the doors are chained. Yeah, and I love when they run around in this. It's very, like, Scooby-Doo. Yes. I I, I feel like at one point they go back and forth in the same, They do, yeah. They're, like, going through (laughs) doors and down hallways. Yeah, so they, they all come back to the same spot. And then, yeah, so at, at some point... Someone says it's the or Corey says it's the janitor that did it. And then Sean's like, well, you just killed the janitor. They hear the squeaky <laughs> wheel. They go out in the hallway and then they pull up. Pulls lifeless corpse up out of a dumpster. Yeah, so, so the janitor's <laughs> dead there. Uh, and then <laughs> one of the best parts, though, is the initial scream. Like Corey screams and he's like, there's like 15 retainers in there. <laughs> and, and Angela is going for the, sc- the scream queen. Yeah, I love her scream. It's It's so good. It's fantastic. So we have Janitor dead. Then at one point they're like, well, now our villain is going to come out to light and explain the whole situation, like why they're doing what they're doing. Lights go out, comes back on, and Feeny's there standing, and they're like, all right, we all knew it was you, Feeny. Why don't you tell us what what you were thinking the whole time? And then they pat him, and he drops to his knees, falls down. There's scissors in his back. (laughs) fantastic it's so good <laughs> this there's so much stuff that made this still so enjoyable as an adult that might have been terrifying for some children oh yeah i i i feel like when i was a kid this episode freaked me out a little bit but it was just oh, yeah. so funny still yeah it it, is. Like, it's great like do you remember do you remember what um i don't know if you catch this but when 
so when Feeny dies right here, Eric says, oh my God, they killed Feeny. And he starts to say, you bastards. Yeah, and everyone starts yelling. And yeah, start he, says you, he says, you, but, and he starts it. And then they all scream and run. Yeah, and it happens again. It happened when Kenny died, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're pushing that G rating. They can't say bastards. Uh, yeah, so they decide to leave Eric in the hallway by himself. <laughs> Yes, so Eric has been nominated because he's not the oldest, but he's lived the longest. Because <laughs> there's that <laughs> argument. Because he's like, well, I'll stay out here. I'm the, I'm the oldest. Jack's like, no, I'm the oldest. And Eric says, yeah, but I've lived the longest. <laughs> he goes, oh, you're right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Eric stays out in the hallway. And uh, we see, who do we see, Josh? A new student named Jennifer Love Pfefferman. <laughs> <laughs> It just played by Jennifer Love Hewitt, the prettiest girl of the time. Yeah, like I want how how soon after uh, I know what you did last summer did she show up in this episode? Uh, like a year, I think. Yeah, I know what you did last summer was ninety seven. This is ninety eight. Yeah, because she looks literally exactly the same. At this yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think she's even wearing the same outfit she is. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> But I I love the fact they just Jennifer love Pfefferman. And they, then they start making out hardcore. Yeah, there's some stuff. As I was watching this, I was like, there's a lot of things that are going down that would not go down in TV today. Because yeah. Eric just immediately starts to maul her. Yeah, and she's just fine with it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, wow, you're really friendly. Or affectionate or whatever she says. Yeah. I'm like, I this think it was odd. supposed to be a play on the fact that they were dating at the time. Oh, were they? So they were trying to like kind of promote it. Yeah, because they had done like a, I think they did like an, they used to do those ABC like Sunday movies. Oh. And I think they did one of those together like right before that. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know they dated. That's interesting. Yep. Well, that makes more sense why she showed up then. Yeah, he's tonguing her down on TV. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that's so weird. <laughs> uh, and so. We have now Jennifer LaFefferman, who has been cleared of being the killer because she said, I'm not the killer. (laughs) (laughs) And so now Jennifer and Angela go at it for who is going to be the the screen queen. I think this is my favorite part of the episode because I've always remembered. (laughs) Yeah, they have like a scream off at one point. Jennifer Jennifer was like, oh, I'm sorry. Jennifer screams and Angela like aggressively screams back at her. And then she apologizes. She's like, yes, I am the screamer around here. Yeah, so it's good. so good. It's great. Uh, and so at this point, they realize that they need to go explore other parts of the school because they need to find the killer. So they go to the library. Which is only two rows of books. Yeah. So like, it's not a very big room. There's seven of them and somebody's sneaking around. <laughs> Yeah, someone is sneaking around. And then, uh, so they're in the library, which Eric has never been into before, which he states. And uh, Jennifer LaFefferman and Corey are walking down the hallway with Topanga looking very, like, angry at them as she passes by comedically. And she uh, says everything's going to be okay. And then she, uh, like, books fall onto or get pushed onto Jennifer LaFefferman. And then Corey, like, if you notice, Corey is no longer around, and Eric comes running around the side. And it's like, 
he's like, Fefe! <laughs> and then once we get... Uh, <laughs> and she dies. She, she dies. She dies. <laughs> but before she dies from the book, she saw the person, so she's going to tell Eric... And then more books fall on Eric from the push and murder, and then he dies. You're so good. <laughs> some some heavy encyclopedias fell on them. And then uh, Jack freaks out. Uh, Sean's brother, mm-hmm. he freaks out because they live together, and he's like, uh, "He's dead now. I won't be able to afford my rent, so I don't want to live." <laughs> he climbs out the window. <laughs> And Angela goes after him and is like, well, Sean still lives with you. You guys can afford rent that way. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. But then the skull man draws up and throws him out the window. <laughs> which which now leaves only Topanga, uh, Sean, and Corey. And uh, Sean takes the killer's mask off and it's revealed that it's Sean. <laughs> Sean is the killer. Which you would never have guessed from the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, and then it's revealed that this is a dream and that he had that dream because he he feels guilty, like it's his fault. Yeah. Is that what they were like implying? It, yeah. It's his he fault Corey like, kissed another one? <laughs> yeah, like, apparently. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. He didn't have anything to do with it. No, he's just, he's just the friend and he feels like he could have done more to keep their relationship alive. Yeah, and then they have a little heart-to-heart with the class about how uh, he needs to just let that go, and it's all right. Yeah, they get out of detention. They all hug it out, and they leave. But then, after they all leave, the fucking skeleton man pops back up, and he leaves the room, too, to, like, ominous music. Yes, it's the best. I had so much fun, like, re-watching this episode. Because you know how, as a kid, or I guess at this point, like adolescent teenager whatever when we were watching this and and like things we go back and rewatch and we're like wow that's not nearly as good as i remember being this episode holds up so well yeah yeah it definitely does that's a little bit of the issue with the series is that like the early early stuff they're so little that it's yeah. not like relatable in any way because it's little kid stuff yeah like so if you skip a couple seasons in it starts to get a little more like, oh, this is still enjoyable. Yeah, it's great. And oh my gosh, at this point, Wilfred just like found his groove with Eric and just kills it in yeah, every he's episode. He's so fucking funny. He's in the hallway so like licking his good. thumbs. <laughs> yeah, they're like, one of us is a murderer. And like they pan to everyone looking all serious. Like, he's just licking his thumb. Wilfred L, also uh, very famously among us, our generation of kids, uh, is the voice of Terry McGinnis Batman from Batman Beyond. Yep, one of my favorite characters from Batman Mythos, period. I, I legitimately bought the Batman Beyond N64 game just because I loved it so much. I beat Return the game of the in Joker? It, yes, it is the worst game ever. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. like three levels and then you're done. I finished it very quickly and was like well i got to keep the cartridge because it has batman beyond but dear goodness is a horrible game all of the batmans back then sucked they couldn't make a good one to save their life i remember i i was so excited because i got a batman game uh for my game boy so i i like went to it was i went to kb toys and it was back when they only had the pictures of the game and the piece of paper slip in there and if you if they had the game there was a slip and they would take one and take it to the back and then bring you out the game so i remember like picking out i was like there's batman i want the batman game and they brought it out went home i could not get past the first level and i'm and i'm not saying like 
I couldn't beat the boss level. No, there's like a a wall within the first <laughs> three seconds of this game. I pushed every possible button on this Game Boy, and there there was no getting past this this wall to the point where I had to tell my dad, I was like, "Can we go switch this game? Like, it's horrible." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that used to suck so much back in the day. It's <laughs> like brutal. You only run the game every once in a while when you do it some garbage piece of shit you don't want to play. <laughs> we didn't have the internet at that. Well, I guess we did. But we didn't have it access quickly. Like, if I wanted to look up game reviews, that wasn't like... I had to scour the internet to find anything like that yeah. back then. Now we in- have instant access at the touch of our fingers <laughs> or yeah, the voice like, we keep in our fucking pocket. Yeah. I used to have something that took up an entire desk and it ran like shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, getting old, man. Lance. <laughs> we're <Yeah>. getting old. <laughs> I don't like it. It's, we're not really getting old. Technology is just get moving so much faster. Yeah. Like all of the games that we played. Uh, as kids now run a million times better on an emulator we could have on our phones yeah it's <laughs> yeah. wild but yeah this is boy meets world <laughs> <laughs> we got we got some batman beyond and childhood kb toys visits from boy meets world but definitely if you haven't seen batman beyond check that shit out it's great yeah it's it's amazing we're gonna i i know we're gonna cover it on comic book keepers at some point because yeah. terry mcginn is one of my favorite comic book characters period have you seen? Did you ever watch Justice League Unlimited? Yes. Did I you love, see the Batman Beyond episode? Yes, I yeah, love that like, episode. It's like the real finale of the series. It was very dark. It's so good. I didn't. I didn't like it when I first saw it because I was like, I wanted his story to end on a happy note. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like this. This is they hate each other. Like, yeah. It's, it's so depressing. Like Batman's future is some, shitty. Yeah, there's some bad blood going on there. It's not great. It's like that in the comics too. Yeah. Like all his relate what what happened between like him and Dick Grayson and stuff like that. It's all very dark. <laughs> yeah, it's there's some brutal stuff. Terry does not have the greatest run. But yeah, Bruce Bruce has horrible relationships with everyone. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> but yeah, uh I said I'd bookend this with another little uh fact. If you were to look this up on like IMDb or Google the episode or something like that, yeah, what do you think the description of this episode would be? Ooh, uh, uh, killer runs through through high school or what? Would I, no, that's a horrible description. <laughs> <laughs> uh, killer is loose at John Adams High. Yeah. Yeah, something of that ilk. When I typed this, I typed into Google Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 17, which is this, and brought up this episode immediately. The description they have is, Sean turns his attentions to a new girl, in brackets, Jennifer Love Hewitt, at school. That's what? not what happens in this episode at no, all. <laughs> at all. That Nope. That's... Sean and Jennifer Love Hewitt speak no <laughs> words to each other. <laughs> They might have well have been in two separate episodes of this show. So weird. <laughs> That's so random. That's awful. This was awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the episode's great. And then I, as soon as I finished this episode, I immediately had to jump over to my other go-to for the, like this type of TV because I, for some reason in my head, I always pair this episode of Boy Meets World 
and then the uh uh what's it called the episode of smart guy with uh lizzie borden the lizzie borden smart guy episode which i i don't think i've ever seen i didn't have time to look it up yeah so i I would like you to give us a quick run through of this so i know what what it is yeah so it's something that i i honestly thought it was also like their halloween special there's nothing about halloween anywhere in the episode (laughs) whatsoever it's just a spooky episode exactly so in this episode uh, TJ, who is the smart guy, so he's a young child genius that is going to high school with his older siblings, and he is working on a project to write about uh, Lizzie Borden, who is famously known for killing her mother, father, and then getting away with it because they said no woman would do this. And this was like, I forget which time period that happened in, but basically she got away with murder because everyone was like, she's a woman, they, they, she would never do this type of thing. <laughs> You yeah. know, that type of normal kid type things for TV shows. Exactly. So they're doing this report because I guess TJ and this other female student are part of like the student uh, pre-law group or whatever. Because I think TJ wants to be a lawyer. Is not is he in high school in this show? He's in high Even school. He's like 11. Yeah. 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 So he's in high school. But so he... I guess that makes sense because it's supposed to be like a teenager show. Mm-hmm. But it is weird that an 11-year-old's doing a piece on serial killers. Exactly. So they're writing this piece, I guess, about how law worked at that point in time. And Marcus, who is TJ's older brother, sees the the girl that TJ is working with and starts talking her up and wants to go out with her. But she is having nothing to do with it because Marcus is using phrases that he would get canceled for nowadays. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's not great. And he like expects women to go out with him because he asked nicely. Like he says that at one point in the episode, but he gets called out by it by other characters in the episode for basically being a pig. Uh, So episode goes on. They find out that TJ is working over the computer and he explains how he's able to do this file sharing thing to do the project with this girl (laughs) over the computer. And he has like like an information superhighway, if you will. (laughs) But he's just like, he's he's trying to explain. He's like, it's like this massive database that I'm able to work on at the same time she's working on it. We're file sharing. Like she has to go in depth. (laughs) Whereas nowadays we're like, yeah, I I, like opened a Google Doc and we're we're working in a Google Doc. (laughs) So at one point he clicks on something that says like my history because he thinks it's their history report. And he starts reading about the girl who, and it says... I finally did it and bought those black lace panties and he realizes <laughs> it. It's her diary. Oh no. <laughs> yes. And Marcus hears this. And so he starts having his brother open it repeatedly so he can learn about this girl to make her like him so that they'll go out. It starts to work. And uh, throughout the episode, he, they keep reading and they find out that this girl might be a little bit unhinged because she gets obsessed with Marcus and uh, at one point in the episode, they read an updated uh, in- entry into the journal. And she starts to say, like, Marcus broke up with me today. I am starting to understand why Lizzie Borden did what she did. Some people deserve it. <laughs> oh, no. and, and the episode culminates with power going out in the house. And phone lines are dead. They're running around the house because Marcus saw someone run across their front lawn 
wearing uh, a pig mask and carrying a meat cleaver. Jesus. <laughs> and, and I am not kidding when I say this part terrified me as a kid. They're opening doors and this person like, me now. <laughs> runs through their kitchen and they scream and open the back door and they run out that back door. They go into the living room thinking everything's locked. And then Marcus is sitting there and then the pig mask with the meat cleaver comes up behind the chair and then they run upstairs. They open the closet door and then the pig mask person with a meat cleaver comes through that door too. And then you start to hear the girl uh, who comes through the front door that doesn't let them escape basically. And she starts singing the, uh, the song about Lizzie Borden. Do you know that song? No. So it's Lizzie Borden took an ax, gave her, father or is it mother 40 wax when she saw what she had done she gave her father 41 it's like mother father like you flip it whichever i don't remember the order but she starts singing it like all creepy and then takes off the mask and they start to get like marcus and tj to apologize for what they did and then you realize there's been the the that girl that marcus was interested in the sister of marcus and tj and then their other friend that have all dressed up like the pig mask meat cleaver people to teach them a lesson good thing dad wasn't packing heat or anything right so dad the ep- whole episode dad has become obsessed with barbecuing and smoking meats <laughs> and the daughter uh was able to get him out of the house by saying you need to stop barbecuing you need to go out and do something tonight get a meal because i'm sick and tired of eating all this barbecue and so he goes out to a different place and then he's like oh wait there's a barbecue place by that i'll go to there and so he's out of the house. But yes, if the father was home and there was a psychotic <laughs> meat cleaver person, pig mask running around, things might have ended differently. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Is that on Disney Plus too? It is also on Disney Plus. Oh, smart, I'm watching smart, that. Smart guy <laughs> is on. It's hilarious. Like, it's so weird because as a kid, like, I remember this being a Halloween special. It's not. There's, there's no Halloween anything. It's like winter. Let's look up when it aired. I think it. I think maybe that's why I was confused. I think it might have dropped in November. I think that's why I thought it was November for the episode of uh, Boy Meets World because they it's called they, Diary of a Mad School Girl. Yes, but yeah, they're they're like barbecuing in during a thunderstorm, and then it's like starting to get super cold because the dad's like, "Well, nobody is going to buy barbecues during the winter, so it's they're going to be dirt cheap." <laughs> And then he becomes obsessed. And then one of their friend, one of the friends of Marcus is also obsessed with barbecuing. And so him and the dad just barbecue the whole episode. Yeah, this aired December 13th of 1998. Yeah. So nothing says Christmas like meat cleaver, pig mask wearers. And they had an episode come out on October 25th and it's not a Halloween episode. <laughs> they they needed to switch up the release of this. But yeah, I was I was really surprised. I keep... Like, I always think of these episodes as being so Halloween-centric, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah, they must have, like, played them on reruns on, like, ABC Family or something. Mm. Because whenever they did, like, the spooky, ABC Spooky Family or whatever, these specials were totally played during that time frame. Yeah. Yeah, so weird. Very random. Yeah. Let's end it this way. Uh, I thought I'd ask all the guests because I'm having a lot of guests on this month. What's your favorite scary movie? Ooh, like well, my favorite like horror movie is The Thing. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Yeah, I I have been obsessed with John Carpenter's The Thing for a very long time. I I just think it's one of the best movies, period, whether we're talking like a genre film, just because the practical effects in that movie are insane. Yeah. Yeah, they are so, so like, I I love practical effects. So seeing something that's so detailed and like, how the fuck did you do that? No clue. Like Like a fucking the dude's stomach opens up and has teeth in it <laughs> like what the fuck yeah there's some things in this movie that because it, it's one of those things where you're like maybe it maybe it's changed over time again like maybe it does it does not hold up anymore do the effects not hold up practical effects hold up like those yeah. those stand the test of time because this movie still looks phenomenal did you see the the prequel that was also called the thing yeah they they did a lot of that movie with practical effects, and then the studio was like, no, and made them reshoot it to put CGI in. Yeah, that's dumb. I, d- I didn't mind. You can see like, the test footage on YouTube of all the cool practical effects mm. they had, and it's like, well, that would have been great to see. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was in that time frame where everything was like, but the popular thing is is all the CGI, and it's just like, oh, it doesn't age well. If you no. want something to like stand the test of time, go practical. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, hell yeah, that's a great pick. We did a two-parter on the thing on High on Horror. Go check that out. It was it was minute for minute, basically. I think our episode com- combined are longer than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know there's just there's just so much to talk about with that film because at one point it's like an action movie. Other times it's a horror. Other times it's mystery, suspense, uh, yeah. body horror, like. It has so many elements together. It makes it such a great film. It's a whodunit where every literally everyone can done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that yeah. Now I want to watch the thing again. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. It is it is a must watch. I watch it at least a few times a year. Yeah, it, it's it's good to have. I like seasonal horror, and that's definitely a good winter one. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It's so good. It's snow the entire time. <laughs> and, and to kind of bring it into comics it, more in my world, too, there is a run of Venom by Daniel Way, which is, I am not kidding, like a shot for shot remake of the thing, but with Venom. What? Yeah. It, <laughs> oh, it, it, no way. <laughs> yes. So it's literally like in this Antarctic like area and this being sneaks into this compound and they don't know who is infected with the symbiote. No, that's so awesome. It is. Gotta read that. It's amazing. It also, in that, that run, it has a, uh, a venomized Wolverine at one point. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They kind of did that with that guardians of the galaxy run too, where he goes on to everybody. Yep. Yep. I love that run. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, seeing, seeing rocket with so a symbiote. Is awesome. Mm hmm. <laughs> I think Groot looks so much cooler in that than he does in the movies. Agreed. It's it's awesome. It's so good. But hell yeah! But speaking of comic books, do you you do comic book keepers podcast? It's fantastic. You put oh, thank a lot you. of work into that. Why don't you tell the people all about it? It might not hurt you. Yeah. So me and my buddy Chris, we have a comic book podcast called Comic Book Keepers, where we like to break down one uh, character, team, uh, or series at a time. We like to go into the history of the creators, what led up to the creation of this particular character or team. Then we dive into reading recommendations. We talk about any grails that we have found. So any major uh, comic issues or toys 
figures, collectibles that are related to that particular character. And then we have a what if segment, which is my favorite thing to do, where <laughs> we take basically take a concept from that character series team and flip it on its head. And uh, prolifically, one of my favorite or my favorite what if we've ever done is with this man right here, Josh, on our episode <laughs> of the Red Hood, where he made an incredible uh, crossover between Red Hood and Venom. If you have not listened to that episode, please go listen to the Red Hood episode, especially the what if segment, because it, it is the most I am the most proud of editing that particular part because I added music from one of my good friends, Weston, who is Arcane Anthems. He makes royalty free music for like tabletop role playing games and podcasts, all that stuff. And I took one of his songs and put it in the background and it sounds perfect <laughs> with <laughs> Josh's What If. And I do a little voice editing in that. It was, that was yes, fun and hard to replicate again when I needed to do it again. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounded so good. I love that part. But yeah, so if you like comic books, if you just like learning about the storylines or you, you like to hear reading recommendations about things, come check out our show. We're at comic book or we're at CBK cast on all social medias. And then we have uh, we're, we're on every major streaming platform. Just look up comic book keepers. Hell yeah, it's a it's a fantastic show. It's very if if you want to know anything about comics, it's a great great show to listen to. I learn so much every time, <laughs> and well, you, I love the the recommendations because I'm like, oh great! Like it's so hard to wonder where to like jump on the comic books, and you guys hammer it out so well. I fucking love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I learn a ton every single time because this is not information we have off the top of our heads. We spend like two weeks researching yeah, you put all in this the stuff. Work. And, yeah, so every episode. It has a lot of work behind it. Yeah, I've been on there. Lance was on here. If you haven't listened to Lance's episodes from here, we did a commentary for Red Hood, mm-hmm. the Red Hood movie under the under the Red Hood. If you haven't seen that, it's an amazing movie. So definitely watch that and then listen to the yeah. episode. Five out of um, five uh, heads and bags for that episode. Yeah, <laughs> such a great movie. Uh, but yeah, you can find this show on the internet. Uh, we are on Twitter, FMBM Podcast. We are on. Facebook and Instagram at FMB and the number four and letter U. And we will be back with more spooky stuff all month long. But until then, I am Josh. And I'm Lance. And this is the Four Nerds Binders Podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. Hell yeah. <laughs>